Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's word on the issues that impact our lives. I'm Pastor Jim Lowe, and it's great to be here another day. I pray you all are doing well also. I wanted to continue the conversation from the last podcast we talked about in terms of being careful who you are listening to. This was from a series that I taught earlier this year, maybe around May, I believe. And this was the third message we're going to talk about today in that series. And the title of this one is going to be called When Good People Say the Wrong Things. The idea is, is that we have many people who speak in our lives and they're trying to say things to us. They're trying to give us advice. Well, you should do this. You should do that. And from the last couple of podcasts, we talked about the idea of realizing that good advice doesn't really come from bad people. They may say, you know, they try to say things to help, but they're not interested in actually helping you. But what about the people who are trying to help? What about the good hearted people who can sometimes say the wrong things to you? Let's talk about that. So I want to go to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, and it says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, as a reminder for everybody, words are powerful. The tongue, the thing that you have, the thing that I have, the thing that we all have, the thing that we use to communicate has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. You can either encourage somebody or you can discourage somebody. You can give life to somebody or you can literally kill somebody by the things you say to them. They may not die a physical death, but an emotional one can be bad as well, too. In Genesis chapter three, you see that words were used to tempt Eve to eat the fruit that God told her not to. Why? She knew what God said. She told the serpent, well, that tree in the middle of the garden, we're not supposed to eat. We can't eat that one. Serpent said, well, actually, you can eat that one. It'll make you like God. It'll give you wisdom. All that the serpent did was use words. Those words planted the thought because the scripture says in in chapter chapter three, verse six, it says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. It says she took some and she ate it. She saw these things and they began to make her mind wander. She saw that the fruit was good. You could eat it. It was pleasing to the eye but also desirable for gaining wisdom. You can't see that. This comes from a thought and that thought came from the serpent. So the question that I asked or I think about is, is that how long had the tree been there? Well, we don't really know, but the tree didn't get there that day. That tree had been there for a while, but now with the information that Eve has, she now looks at this tree differently. So these words, words that somebody can say to you, they can give life, They can take life, they can build up, they can break down, but they can also plant thoughts. Now, the fruit of the tree, it was good for food. But guess what? So were some of the other trees out there, too. They were they were pleasing to the eye as well. All the trees were what made this one different. This one allowed her to be like God. This one would give her wisdom. Thinking about that, that sounds like something that we want. What's it like to be like God? Oh, well, I can, we can probably think of a number of reasons why that would be a great thing. May not be good in actuality, but we would, we could do whatever we want. And so this thought that she had in terms of being like God, it caused her to do something. So what started with the word created the thought and then that thought created an action. 
So here's a question here. Can we act sometimes without thinking? Think about your life. Do you do a lot of things or have you done things before in the past without thinking about it? Is it that we're not thinking at all or we're not fully thinking about it? Y'all do realize that thinking in the moment is thinking, right? You're only thinking just a little bit, but you're thinking in the moment. And a lot of those thoughts, sometimes they come from words from other people. People talk us into doing a particular thing where if we had more time to think about it, we probably would not have done it. But words create thoughts and thoughts create actions. So we have to be careful who we listen to. People will always talk to you, but you have to pay attention to what you listen to. Do the people who talk to you, do they have motives for any particular thing? There's a scripture in Proverbs chapter two, verse one through two. This is a new century version I'm going to read from. And it says, my child, listen to what I say and remember what I command you. Verse two says, listen carefully to wisdom. Set your mind on understanding. Listen carefully. It doesn't just say listen to wisdom. Listen carefully. Pay attention to wisdom. So how do we know wisdom when we hear it? So the thing that we had talked about, not only a part of this series, but if you listen to the last two podcasts I did in terms of being careful who you listen to, three things uh, that are helpful in terms of listening to others. The first one is what is the character of the person? The second one is what is the motive of the person? Three, will this help you achieve God's purpose for you or will it cause you to doubt it? Again, people will always come to you to try to offer you advice. Sometimes it's solicited. Sometimes you ask people and sometimes they come up to you and just want to tell you, you know what you should do? This, it gives you an idea of how to process what it is that people say. So how can you tell if it's a good word or it's a bad word for you? Let me tell you like this. Anything that suggests Going against what God told you is a bad word. It's bad advice. In Genesis, God said, don't eat the fruit. The serpent says you can't eat the fruit. That's bad advice. We had talked before about Jesus in the wilderness and he was led into the desert to be tempted. The purpose of him going there was to be tempted. Tempted by who? Tempted by Satan. Tempted by the devil. Tempted by the tempter. So the tempter says to him, turn these stones to bread to a hungry person. This might make sense, but he was supposed to pass the temptation, which means that regardless to whatever the tempter suggested, he was supposed to say no. So that was bad advice. Now, in both of those situations, the character of the person was wrong. Both the the motive was not for their good. But what happens when the character of the person isn't too bad? So just like I said, for the title of what we were talking about, even people with good character can say the wrong things. You may have people who are on your side trying to help people who really do care about you, but they say the wrong thing. They give the wrong advice. Here's a scripture right here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. It says from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and teachers of the law. And that he must be killed on the third day and be raised to life. Basically, Jesus is telling the disciples that, hey, uh, I'm going to be tried. I'm going to be killed for what I'm out here to do. My purpose, part of it is, is that people are not going to accept me and I'm going to be killed for this. Now, verse 22, Peter took him aside and he began to rebuke him. Peter's rebuking Jesus. He said, never, Lord. This shall never happen to you. 
Verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Now, if you're thinking back on this after just hearing me uh, read it, or if you're reading it yourself, he called this man Satan. Get behind me, Satan. and said, you are a stumbling block to me. Now, Jesus went off. Why did he go off? Peter was a disciple. He was one of Jesus's people. And then not only was he a disciple, he was one of the three. One of the close three, you know, in, in the disciples, Jesus had 12 of the disciples. But in that group, he had his 18, his three. Peter, James and John. You know, when you, you go through certain things in life, you have the closest people with you. This was one of those things. This was this was one of these people. These were his, his person. But the question still is, is that why did Jesus go off on Peter and call him Satan, called him a stumbling block? OK, so what were the three things that we were talking about in terms of listening to other people? The first one is what is the character of the person? The second one is what is the motive of the person? And the third thing is, will this help you achieve God's purpose or will it cause you to doubt it? Now, again, like I said already, Peter's character was that he was one of the disciples. He was one of the three and he loved Jesus as a brother and Jesus loved him as a brother Two, What was the motive? His motive was to protect Jesus. Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Peter is saying, like, look, Jesus, this goes beyond what you're saying right now. Let somebody try to step up to you. I'm going to handle them. Y'all don't don't y'all remember later on in the story when they come to try to arrest Jesus, Peter? He talked with his sword. He was cutting off ears and daring somebody to say something. But the problem was this. Words create thoughts and thoughts create actions. When Jesus said everything that he had to go through and Peter said, no, Jesus, you don't have to do this. This is not going to happen to you as long as I'm around. What would those words do to Jesus? What kind of thoughts would those words put in Jesus's mind? And would those thoughts help Jesus or would they not? See, now, as much as we want to talk about Jesus being God, we cannot forget the fact that Jesus was a man. When he went to the desert to be tempted, he knew what it was like to be hungry. It said he was hungry. Jesus in Scripture knew what it was like to be thirsty. If you want to read about that, John uh, 19 and 28, when he was on the cross, he, he said, I'm thirsty. He experienced temptation when he went into the wilderness. Jesus experienced pain. He said in Matthew 16 and 21, he talked about suffering many things. Jesus experienced sorrow. He said to himself that my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow in Matthew 26 and 36. And actually even the, the sorrow that he felt with Lazarus, all the people were crying. And it said in the two word scripture, in the two word verse there, Jesus wept. So. Let's talk about the part about him experiencing sorrow just here for a second. In Matthew 26, 36 through 38, it says, Then Jesus went with his, his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, the, the three, Peter, James and John. And along with them, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Jesus began to be sorrowful and troubled. In verse 38, he says, then he said to him, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, to the point of death, just being sorrowful to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus was greatly troubled. 
And Luke, it says that he was so troubled that his sweat was blood. Now, so reading a little bit further, he said uh, in verse 39, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was saying in his prayer, God, is there any way that we can do this another way? Without suggesting any particular thing, can this cup pass from me? If Is it possible? Jesus was a man and the man in him was crying out about everything that was about to have to happen. And imagine at this particular point in time, the thoughts in Jesus's mind were Peter saying to him, God, we got your back. They're not going to get you. You don't have to worry about this. It will make it so much easier for Jesus to feel like this is something that he didn't want to do, even though it was God's plan. See, Peter didn't realize it, but the advice that he was giving was going to conflict with what God said needed to happen. Jesus had to be crucified. And by Peter contradicting that or planting thoughts in Jesus's mind, he was making himself a stumbling block, a stumbling block being that it would be something that Jesus would think that would cause problems for him when it was time for him to do what he needed to do. But Peter loved him, though. And the same thing, let me ask the question here. How many times have we had loved ones slow us down from doing what God wants? Have loved ones become stumbling blocks for us? God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. But, you know, because friends and family have become stumbling blocks for us, they've gotten us away from what God's original plan was for us. And so instead of living God's purpose, many of us are living the dreams of our friends and our family. They worded things, even though they meant well, they told us things. That caused us to not look at what God wanted for us to do, but what they thought would be better. They mean it out of love. But they became stumbling blocks for us. These people are loved ones and we listen to them before God. They'll say things to us like, you know, you'd be a great football player or you'd be a great lawyer or a great contractor. And God may not have said those things. And as a result, we begin to pursue things that other people want for us and not what God said. And now we begin living someone else's great idea. Words create thoughts and those thoughts can produce actions. And the question we always have to ask is, is that would those actions line up with what God said? So anything that gets in the way of what God said is a distraction. Anything that gets in the way of what God says is a, is a stumbling block. Many times people mean well, but if they don't have a tailored plan for you the same way that God does, if they don't have it worked out, if they don't have your end figured out from your beginning, if they can't be with you in your worst times, how can they know what's really best for you? So you have to be careful when people speak. You have to be careful when people want to suggest things to you to make sure it doesn't go against God's plan. The things you hear can turn into thoughts and the thoughts can turn into actions. It sounds innocent, but it can be very big when you begin to listen to other people as opposed to listening to God. Luke chapter eight, verse 18 says, therefore, consider 
carefully how you listen. So what are the three ways to check the advice you receive? One, what is the character of the person? Two, what is the motive of the person? And three, will this help you achieve God's purpose or will it cause you to doubt it? This time it was Peter. A disciple, a close friend, somebody who cared about Jesus, somebody who would fight for this man and actually be willing to kill for this man. Y'all think about it. He cut off the ear of that person in the garden when they tried to arrest Jesus. Now, I don't know what kind of marksman Peter was, but who cuts off an ear? I'm a, I, I would say I'm assuming he was aiming for his head and missed. He was going to kill this man. He was willing to put his life on the line for Christ. You may have people who are willing to put their life on the line for you. But you got to make sure that the things that they tell you are not pulling you away from what God wants for you. The people can have a good heart. But the word is not for you. So pray that was a blessing for you. And I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. For other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. It's great to be here, you all. I pray you all have a great day. Be careful who you listen to. It can mean a lot. Y'all take care. Until next time, God bless.